0: The guy that knows the most about politics, both locally and nationally, is in fact... The opera mentioned Frank Morano. He joins me right now. Frank, good morning. How are you, pal? I am great, Sid. Thanks for having me on. And uh, congratulations on the
1: ratings that came out last week. I mean, uh, you have certainly put all those naysayers to silence. No, because, I haven't. Uh, no, just good. Go, you,
0: to, go, go to the Sid <laughs> Rosenberg fan page, Facebook page. There's 123 comments about how I jumped the shark and how the show sucks and I'm no good. And So I have not put the naysayers to rest, but it doesn't matter because... Of course, I've got the numbers, and I've got the show to prove it. They can say what they want, but truth is, no, I have not put the naysayers to rest, but I don't care. Uh, we well, do a they're great listening job anyway, here. apparently. Yeah, of course they the are. Of course they are, are right, right. But let's get to this story, because you made me aware of this. You're all over these stories, whether it's Tom Sullivan in Queens, my dear friend, Lester Chang in Brooklyn, and now this one with Ragusa, Kagan, and Justin Brannan. My contention, again, is is that he changed parties because he sees an easier path to victory. You're smarter. What do you think?
1: Well, I think you're, you're, pretty, you're right, right? I mean, what Kagan said could be accurate in the clip that you just played, which is that the Democrats have uh, kind of come out of lockstep, have, uh, you know, fallen out of the mainstream in terms of criminal justice issues. But the fact remains that Kagan ran for office last year and was elected to the city council last year for the first time as a Democrat, right? So, I mean, it's not as if uh, 11 months ago, the Democrats flipped a switch and all of a sudden they became a party that was uh, all all of a sudden much more tolerant of criminality. They were headed down this path when he ran as the Democratic nominee last year. And um, also just two months ago, he mentioned those Democrats that lost their state assembly races he supported the Democrat that was running against Alec Brokrasny, the Republican that just got elected in Brooklyn. So I think this does smack of opportunism. I, I, on the one hand, I can't blame the guy if you're just looking at the political chessboard because the, they, the redistricting commission, they basically tore apart his district. There's not much of a district left for him to run in. So he was, he had a choice of, he could run against Brennan as either a Democrat in a primary or run against Brennan as a Republican. And I think he seeing the Russian community where he's got a lot of support being from Belarus, seeing the Russian community increasingly vote Republican in Brooklyn. I think he felt that that was his, uh, his best play. It's going to be a very interesting race. And uh, I, uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, I have donated to, um, you know, Michael Ragusa's campaign. There you in the go. Full disclosure. There you because, go. Uh, at Lauren Conlon asked me to, <laughs> but Justin Brandon's been a friend of mine for a, uh, a long time as well. I know him from his days working for Vinnie Gentilly and from his days working in radio. And when it comes to constituent services, I don't know that it gets much better than Justin Brannon. But you mentioned party switchers, and look, with the exception of Jeff Andrew in Jersey last year. Party switchers on the national level have fared very poorly in Congress and to some extent in the U.S. Senate because they're never really fully embraced by the new party and they are, it is held against them by the old party. Uh, with the exception of Jeff Van Drew, I don't think you've seen a member of the House successfully switch parties and run for reelection in the last hundred years or so. It's very difficult to do. Uh, but uh, it, the fact that there are now six Republican members of the city council, which there are now that Kagan's a Republican, that is more Republicans that have been in the city council since the late 1990s. So all these reports that the Republican Party in New York City is more abound, that uh, it doesn't exist anymore, it's really not accurate. And you have to give hats off to the minority leader of the city council, Joe Borelli, but it's not just the city council with these new assembly seats that the Republicans picked up this year, and we don't know what's going to happen with uh, with Tom Sullivan, but he is leading if you include the ballots that uh, the, no, only he, the ones he's that dead. should
0: count. He's dead. Um, he's dead because if they found ninety six ballots. I saw I and saw the judge that. now, which that. she signed off on, Stacey Amato's mother. This is unbelievable nepotism. Stacey Amato's mother signed off on this. Now they can correct those ninety six ballots. Sullivan hey, hey. is up by. Three, he's as good as dead. So uh, putting that race aside, they still picked up at least three
1: new state assembly seats in New York City. So in New York City, you have at least 15 elected Republicans. You have, uh, obviously, Nicole Malliotakis, Andrew Lanza, Vito Fasella. Well, we don't know what they're going to do with Lester Chang, but Sam Perizzolo and uh, Michael Riley, Michael Tenousis. So the Republican Party in New York City, in part because of people like Joe Borelli and in part because of uh, leaders like – Andrea Katz the Republican Party in New York City is doing very well. They're really building a bench for yeah. mañana, which yeah. uh, which is certain, certainly important.
0: I'm down on Joe Borelli, so down on him. Are you well? Yeah. Joe is my brother. I love Joe. No, I love He's, Joe uh, too. He was on the show. Guy. I love him too. He's a great guy. He was on the show just a couple of days ago. You guys are closer, obviously, know each other much longer. Staten Island natives, but. You know, my guy Ragusa is out there fighting Justin Brannan, and here comes Ari Kagan, like you said, switching parties. He's, um, he's, not, he's about as, uh, as sincere as O.J. Simpson was. And you get people <laughs> like, you know, you get Joe Borelli, who I texted yesterday, Ina Vernikov, who I texted yesterday, your friend Vicky Palladino, who I don't know, my friend Joanne Areola, and they are publicly supporting Ari Kagan. Why? Michael Ragusa well, is the real Republican. Endorse him. Well, I think for two reasons,
1: right I mean, first of all uh, they keep in mind they have to work with Kagan now on legislation so and things
0: like that so some well, because I, I, I work with people i don't like very much every day I know but
1: <laughs> you don't need you don't need co-sponsors for legislation and he's he was the chairman of a major committee you don't need your bills to have hearings at his committee, so it's very difficult uh to go against a colleague uh like that, so I think that's part of it I think because the Russian constituency is becoming so Republican voting, they think their best seat, their best opportunity for turning that Brandon seat red is with a Russian candidate rather than an Italian candidate. At the end, look, Ragusa does have other options. There's no reason he has to run in this district. That You have this new district they're creating, yeah. uh, the Republican- yeah, yeah, the Republican yeah. Asian district. He could yeah. run in the Republican Asian district. Or, you know, he has an Italian surname. He would certainly do very well if uh, he wanted to run in the uh, 50th council district, which is currently represented by David Michael Carr. I don't know that he wants to run a primary against Carr, but uh, being having an Italian surname running in a district that's that Italian, yeah. he would do very well. So he could run in three different districts.
0: All right, fair enough. And, I, just, I just got a text during this conversation from the aforementioned Thomas Sullivan, who, again, is involved in that Queens race with Stacey Piper Amato, nepotism at its best. It's really tragic what they're trying to do to my longtime friend. I'm friends with the Sullivan family for 42 years. Tom literally texted me 30 seconds ago and he said, Sid, we're going to win the appeal. We are not dead. We are still fighting. So believe me when I tell you, I wish Thomas Sullivan the best of luck. He's a, he's not even a friend. He's a family member, but it is uh, pathetic what they're doing to him and Lester Chang, which you brought up on this show just last week, Frank. I mean, there are some real ugly things going on in local politics between Queens and Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, and I think really the problem is uh, how judges are selected in this city. I mean, if you look at these ballots that the Board of Elections made a decision to include and not include, it wasn't a bunch of Republican appointees that made those decisions. It was made in a bipartisan manner, one Republican, one Democrat making all these decisions. It was They were evenly Democrat and Republican bipartisan at the Board of Elections, and they determined, the bipartisan Board of Elections determined that these were ballots that shouldn't count. So if the courts are gonna come in here and say, oh no, 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 forget about this bipartisan process that adheres to the rules that a democratic state legislature put into place. It really does undermine the confidence that a lot of people have. You know, Donald Trump and a lot of his supporters love to talk about stolen elections, rigged elections. If they're able to count these ballots, which the bipartisan board said shouldn't be counted in Queens, and then in Brooklyn, actually keep the guy that won the election, Lester Chang, from being seated, I mean, that really does look like these elections are being stolen and
0: that they're rigged. Let me ask you about Letitia James. Uh, Mm. We know much like the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg. Alvin Bragg won. He won his Super Bowl yesterday. The fact that the Trump organization was found guilty on all 17 counts. He won his Super Bowl. It doesn't matter the rest of his career. He's a happy man. Same thing with James. All she wants to do is take down Trump while crime remains a huge issue in this city. But now she may be in some trouble. One of her aides, a whole sex deal there. Supposedly she knew about it, did nothing about it. Do you think Letitia James will get into big trouble for this particular story?
1: Well, she certainly should, right? I mean, this is the woman that was the tip of the spear against Andrew Cuomo. Cuomo had so many scandals. I mean, he was using government workers to write his book for him. He was had this huge cover-up of the nursing home deaths, but it was Letitia James's devastating report on sexual harassment that was kind of the final nail in the cross. Now, the fact that she sat on these allegations of sexual harassment until after the election, about and it's not not just an aide. This is her chief of staff, Ibrahim Khan. Um, that is incredibly damning. So she knew of these complaints from two separate women as early as October second. Now, I'm not one of these guys that says believe all women, believe all women, because I've seen so many allegations of sexual harassment that turned out to be unfounded. Yeah, so but you know who is so alive right. by, right. by the
0: way. But you,
1: <laughs> but you know who you know who is one of these believe all women people, who Letitia James. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. said. So uh, when Andrew Cuomo had these allegations, she said so previously with other people like Brett Kavanaugh, and the fact that she knew about this as early as October 2nd and didn't come before the public and say, this is what we're doing, kept them under wraps as that November 8th election approached. And, you know, she was the only elected official not to debate her opponent. Now, she didn't even debate her a Republican opponent, Michael Henry, once. This could be a big part of the reason why. She was afraid this was going to come out before the election. I mean, it stinks. And I think maybe she didn't do anything wrong. Maybe she followed all the proper procedure. But I think the only way that we know that is if Governor Kathy Hochul appoint a special
0: prosecutor. Will she do that?
1: I, you know, I don't see how she avoids this. You've seen Democratic consultants like Hank Scheinkoff say this looks bad.
0: At the very oh, least, but this Kathy, gives- Hoke, Kathy Hochul doesn't care what looks bad. Remember, she finally agreed to do just one debate with Lee Zeldin like seconds before the election. She continues to spit in the face of New Yorkers worried about crime and safety. Kathy Hochul is not concerned about what looks bad as long as her, she's making money and the Buffalo Bills are winning football games. So that's not a good enough reason, for me at least, to feel secure. She's going to appoint a special well, counsel. It, I,
1: I don't feel uh, secure either, but she certainly she certainly should. Now, your friend Eric Adams has a long history with uh, Letitia James, and uh, I, I maybe he can get. Her to come on this show, uh, because you would actually ask Letitia James these key questions, like did she protect, did she protect Ibrahim Khan in any unethical way? How long was she aware of these allegations of sexual harassment?
0: Text them, God. (laughs) Let me start here. (laughs) No, but seriously, how long? Get me. Hold on, Letitia. I'm texting Eric Adams right now. Boom. Letitia James. What was the second thing? was how long was how long she
1: actually aware of this alleged, alleged, alleged sexual
0: harassment? About, okay, uh, sexual uh, hara- All right. I swear to God, tech sent. Mayor Eric At Adams. The ver-
1: <laughs> At the very least, uh, she deprived voters of the information that they should have been entitled to before they cast their ballots in this race.
0: What do you think about Trump? 60 seconds. I know you're like Lou. You You don't like Trump. You're not a big Trump no. guy.
1: Well, I am a big Trump guy. No, I no, voted no, for him no, twice enthusiastically. No. I mean, while you were out there on the radio every day for Hillary Clinton, I, I was. was contributing to and working yep. for uh, right. Donald Trump's election. Yeah, but that, that, was, a,
0: that was 2016. I have since become one of Trump's biggest supporters. Right. And you, like I, Lou and Pete King and Bo Dietl, have gone the other way
1: yeah I, I think um I think a lot of his behavior since the election has served to be more polarizing i, I agree with uh, what uh, philippe and uh, and Lou were saying that I wish he would emphasize more of his uh policy accomplishments rather than get involved in all these uh the, this this trivial stuff but uh you know when it comes to the number one issue right now, which I think is avoiding nuclear war, you give me a choice between uh Biden and Trump on this ukraine deal i I would choose uh I I would choose trump uh, any day of the week there you go but he's not man. my first choice he's for, not your first uh, choice so 2020 no. who's your first i would love uh tulsi gabbard i would love to see what? tulsi gabbard run as either an independent or republican or is that the hot chick from hawaii uh the, the distinguished former congresswoman from hawaii she is absolutely my first she's
0: the choice. hot chick from hawaii
1: she is a very very attractive woman That's
0: yeah. for sure. <laughs> that's why you're voting for her Uh, No, it's not why I'm I'm voting. What has she done, Tulsi Gabbard? Besides look good in a white suit on MSNBC. Well, look. I think she's
1: demonst- First of all, Good luck, Frank. especially to, especially to keep in mind on Pearl Harbor Day, yeah. uh, she has, she serves in uh, the nation's military. She served honorably. She's yeah. uh, an officer in the military and uh, has actually served in the theater of battle. She, she, I think, she has an understanding of foreign policy that is terrific. She doesn't engage in a lot of this uh, silliness, I'll call it. She's shown a willingness to be independent. Okay. She resigned as DNC vice chairman because she couldn't she support. Hillary Clinton. She's
0: my my first choice. I would take her over Joe Biden also any day of the week, but I'm not sure she's my first choice. Let me think about it, though. You make a very compelling argument, as you always do, because you are brilliant, your show is great, and you're just a super, super guy, and I love when you come on this show, too. So thank you so much, Frank, for these last 15 minutes. Have yourself a great Wednesday, buddy. I love you.
1: Uh, Thanks for having me, Sid. Congratulations again on the ratings. I'll see you
0: tomorrow. Thank you. He never says I love you back, by the way, ever.